In the darkness overhead, the slow and steady turn of gears seems so close you can almost see them. Eyes shut, she tries to picture them in a giant pastel tapestry floating just a few inches beyond where she can reach. Faint pinks and purples and blues. The occasional green, just because that seems like a good adventuring color. She wonders if it'll catch on, counting cogs instead of sheep. She thinks, maybe, if she wins tomorrow. The thought spurs another pang of anxiety, another quiet huff of frustration, and she finally gives up on pretending to be asleep. She should be asleep. She, she has to be asleep. She knows that, but the effort of trying is starting to feel more like a dream than actually sleeping, so... <sighs> One arm still tucked behind her head, she holds her hand out in front of her face and concentrates until the thin, pale lines running across her fingers, her wrist, the back of her hand start to glow violet. Hey, Parda, she whispers, then waits to make sure she isn't waking anyone else. Okay, so I can do things now? Father Kite says it's in my in my blood, from my other family, I mean, and but I was sort of thinking since we're out here, you know, where my mom, where she found me. Well, I was thinking maybe if, if everything tomorrow goes well and, and, and we win, then maybe I can find out more. I hope it goes well. I mean, it, it will, it will. I just, well, I was excited at first because, you know, everyone else can do such cool things and I and I want to be able to help too and this is one thing I know how to do I can do this I can fight I know how to fight I don't know if I know how to fight a troll but I can learn or I can try it it's weird you know I I'm not scared of losing I'm scared of what happens after anyway I'm still thinking of you I miss you wish me luck this time when she falls asleep, she imagines fireworks behind her eyelids. Still pinks and purples. But instead of a giant clockwork gear, she sees an iron fist, a glittering dagger, and a teeny tiny neon gun wrapped in a ribbon. This is Pod Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pod Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play podcast where teens fight giant indestructible monsters for the entertainment of others, and all of the adults are fine with that. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello, Hello. Sam. Hello. Yeah, Jero has a terrifying monster that he's added to the podcast today. No, Izzy was just being mean to you. Oh, I'm the terrifying monster? Yeah, no, we're talking about the GM. Sure, I mean, that's a given. I mean, who put this teen in this precarious position around so many uncaring adults and an ogre? It's a troll. Wasn't there an ogre, too? I think I thought there was both. Or no, there was it was an, uh, Etten. Yeah, there was an ogrekin before, but he's dead. Ah, troll. Okay, yeah. Yeah, oh, troll, yeah, so much yeah. more dangerous. Uh, gunshot victim or whatever his name was, was uh, ogrekin. Gunshy. <laughs> like that you called him yeah. gunshot victim. <laughs> now we get to face... Face somebody as docile sounding as Hellskarg. 
Well, when last we left our heroes, they had negotiated with a goblin named Jimmy Fame in order to uh, get a one-on-one fight, uh, one-on-one non-lethal fight between Kara and Hellskarg the Troll for the right to a meeting with Kalgara, the leader of the Lords of Rust. Then they went back to Dinvaya's uh, clockwork temple and tried to figure out how on earth Gero was going to fight a troll by herself. That's pretty much where we are now. Everybody slept a, a night, I believe, and the fight is scheduled for this evening right around you know prime time because obviously it's a big, big fight. And um, you've got the day in front of you, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the vibe on the ground, I don't know how everyone else feels about this, but I feel like the vibe on the ground is very war room for Brixby. Like, from the moment we get up, I am, I'm like an FB, uh, NFL, FBI personal trainer, an NFL personal trainer. Like, you know, just inches from Kira's face from the moment they wake up there or open their eyes. And I'm like, all right, now drink eight eggs right now and run around in a circle and like when you're done throwing up we'll do the real stuff no ah but yeah he's really like on it from the get um and what that looks like is maybe waking up kind of early conferring with vargas about borrowing his book uh to do a little bit of study yeah and i think vargas will actually when he approaches him say yes about that i had uh rather arrogantly claimed yesterday that I could give Kira the long arm ability as a I guess you call it a buff but unfortunately I have discovered after further study that I cannot cast this spell on others but perhaps if you do take a look at my spell book as you have requested you can scribe a scroll of it for her. Yeah well I mean don't discount your participation in this uh, junk punch like this is still your buff I'm just helping you do it a bit as he kind of leafs through the what I always just imagine is like kind of burnt battered slightly eroded pages with the scratchy Osirian writing and, and everything else that's in it that just kind of immediately assaults and overwhelms the senses when you first look at it uh, a little bit like taking in Vargas's arm as well. Uh, like I kind of said before, like the newest stuff in it that looked that still like other than like what he's written still looks like it's like decades old is Osirian. But there's like writing in like half a dozen languages. Like some of it is so faded that you can't even read it. Like it probably doesn't look like a typical wizard spellbook where it's like just they're writing in code like this is old and it's is probably just like super confusing to look at and i find that's really interesting for brixby um because obviously a lot of i mean as i've kind of expressed before a lot of his previous knowledge specifically in drafen comes from those pages that he keeps in a scroll pouch um which i assume he's been sharing with with the folks that have been interested in, in learning that, that that language potentially down the line. So, I mean, I think it's really great kind of sharing between all of us this sort of weird esoteric information that has traveled so far and wound up in our hands and now we get to share it. So, uh, 
yeah. With that, he hunkers down and uh, begins to do a little bit of studying. Uh, for the folks at home, I'm just copying out Longarm into my book, um, which is going to take uh, an hour because it's a level one spell. And then I'm going to spend the next two hours scribing a scroll of it. Um, the only one that I can obviously do for the day. I think for her part, Kira is for once up early, but is going to pretend to not be awake because she just is has had the sudden realization like, oh, hey, I signed up to fight a troll. I wonder if that's going to like backfire in any way. Um, so as per usual, she's, you know, in her bedroll uh, with um, her long sword, or greatsword, greatsword, as you do, um, which is just the safest way to sleep in case a bad guy tries to get you. Uh, and laying there as still as she can, pretending to sleep. I cannot imagine it's a great it's a great deception because as previously discussed, I did not undertaking perform, act, comedy, or dance. But what are you gonna do? Um, just kind of reflecting. Um, it's been a combination of excitement and like, what did I do? Why did I agree to do this? If I mess this up, everything falls apart. Um, and I think some part of her is very much like, this is this is awesome. This is exactly what I thought adventuring <laughs> would be like. I'm going to go and stab a troll, and, and everyone's going to be my friend afterward. And the other half of her is like, if I mess this up, like, I, I fully let my friends down. This is why I'm here. So if I can't do this, like, what happens then? Do I have to leave? Do I have to go home? Or will I just die? Um, I also just don't think the die possibility has really entered her mind, primarily because she's a kid. Um, but also because there's this inherent trust. Like, no, that's not going to happen. We've been through all of these things together. Can't, troll can't kill me. I've got great friends um, that I hope I don't uh, horrendously upset and or disappoint. Um, so she's kind of stewing in that. I mean, potentially drinking eggs, but mostly stewing. I'm drinking eggs, too. That's custard. That's custard. Let's just split the difference and call it egg yogurt. Come on. Uh, <laughs> oops, all yolks. <laughs> the shell really adds a lot with the crunch though <laughs> no, that is true yeah no, the texture that. is all the difference um maybe actually during that time that i have uh vargas's book maybe brixby would be like hey uh if uh, anybody wants to take a look at this um i've kind of worked it out i've got a little bit more notes in the margins uh He's probably pulled it out once or twice, but he's just going to put down his like Androffin translations that he's been working on. Um, be very careful. Uh, the vellum is old. Uh, it'll crumble if you uh, bend it at all. So kind of puts it down with museum-esque care before returning to his spellbook. Vargas immediately grabs it and dog ears it. The disrespect. It's <laughs> flipping through everything folds the front half of one page down to read the one behind the it instead of moving it behind. Oh my god. <laughs> I, as a quick aside, I lived with someone who would bend the front right. page of the book behind the back page of the book and each Ooh. successive page after that, and I would just sit across from them just being like, oh no. It sent chills up my spine. Books are single-use items? Oh. <laughs> it's a you can read it again later. <laughs> that, spine. That's the kind of thing that should have a fine. Possibly jail time. Uh, uh, but joking aside, he will take a look at some of the pages uh, along with anybody else that wants to look at it. But he's always been interested in language. 
so he's definitely going to be looking at that and looking it over. Yeah, Asher would happily look as well. And I think, um, you know, Dinvaya comes out of her room, like, and goes into her workshop, and she's been keeping pretty quiet through most of this, but um, she will at one point in the morning at least emerge and say, uh, um, if you're armor is not already magical I can uh, provide you with some reinforcement there to to protect you from the the troll it's not a ton but it, it should last quite a while so at least Kira on the floor like tentatively opens one eye and is like oh yeah no it's not really yeah um okay this is a fun question <laughs> how does one know if one's armor is magical Pick this up a while ago, and it is plus one. Does that make it? Is that mm-hmm. great? Excellent. Plus one is magic. Here it goes back to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> well, she can uh, cast magic vestment on you, which uh, will make your armor temporarily plus two armor. That's one more armor class. I believe she said she went back to Respect sleep. Respect the RP. <laughs> she clearly does not want the help of the clan. Uh, yeah, so never mind. She will not be okay, doing so that. Hang on, I, I lied. I lied. It's masterwork chainmail, not plus one. So can I do both of those things? Oh, okay. Oh, cool. It'll yeah, just make it plus one. It'll right. make it plus two. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll still make it plus two. Oh, nice. That's even better. I thought it just increased it by one. No, magic vestment uh, will imbue a suit of armor or shield with an enhancement bonus of plus one per four. And just to rolls. add to the great radio moment that I'm having, oh. um, can I can I do that in? Here, lad. Be like, here's a vestment. Uh, yeah. If you go to adjust, spell adjustment, and then type in magic vestment, it, it should be there. Yep, it's in there. Get used to that tab, because I have a feeling you're going to be in there quite a bit this episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should have probably preloaded all these buffs into your hero lab. That's going to be a fun five minutes of editing this out where you're like, is that on? Are you kidding me? That's Patreon tier stuff right there. AC is so high right now. (laughs) We just enact the buffs. I don't know if anything else happens in the three hours, but when Brixby's when Brixby's done, he's going to walk over to Kyrus. I don't know. That would probably still put it at early afternoon or something like that, because I imagine we got up somewhat early. Um, So, uh, he looks down at the ground for a second, looks back up. Uh, Today's the day, eh? Maybe. I get, well, yeah, yeah, no, yes, it definitely is because of how we probably can't fix this, right? And by fix, I mean just like undo it or, or reschedule. We can't do any of those things, so yes, the short answer is yes, and now I'm going to stop talking. Hey. I, uh, he looks around. I want you to know, always, it's okay to be afraid. I know that we rely on you to be, uh, physical and sometimes more bastion against what comes to crush our tiny party and you protect us quite well but you're just a kid barely younger than I am I'm I'm scared for you but I promise you us this family is behind you today did not expect for that to turn into a Dominic Toretto moment at the end but you know he just <laughs> Gets right into his Fast and the Furious car and drives away. Um, Us. This found family. 
that we've gathered the torch. We're going to be behind you today in every way we possibly can. Here's the start. Uh, this is that trick that Junk Punch does to make his punches go even farther. Um, and uh, I imagine it's just a drawing of like the, the boxing glove on the extendable thing on the front. Gives it to Kira. Uh, we'll, we'll handle more of the time-sensitive ones as the, as the time approaches, but just if there's anything you need, uh, you can still always be brave, even if you're scared. I think it's an important part of being brave. Uh, Kira will take the scroll and look at it um, and just kind of tuck it in a pocket. Um, and then kind of laugh, drawing. She's like, this was like, this was a pretty good drawing. I think that um, you can easily be swayed to the side of Joanne's at some point in the future. Uh, and then we'll like sort of um, <laughs> like do the same thing, look down the ground back up. I'm not really afraid of, well, I don't know. I've, I've gotten hurt before and I've been in fights before. That doesn't scare me. I I don't want to mess this up because this is important to you and 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 Vargas and Asher. And I know that if this doesn't go how it's supposed to go, then we can't fix this. And that's important. I don't think any of you will let anything happen to me. But if I can help it, then you won't have to worry about it. And we'll get through the thing and we'll talk to the lady with the chainsaw and then I'll get a chainsaw and, you know, also answers. <laughs> Bricks laughs at that one and says, you're never gonna let us down. Just your bravery, your stepping up. In that moment, when that incredibly well-dressed goblin approached us, it's just suave. Anyway, uh, you, your bravery of just volunteering to get into this arena uh, puts us on the radar of the people that we intend to wring the answers from. And you know, kid, if you fall in there, it doesn't matter. We're going to do what we've done to every problem since we've run into scrap wall. If we fail inside that arena, we will aggro every step single person <laughs> as a party. It's just... <laughs> Just systematically kill everyone that isn't a Steelhawk or Red Tooth inside of. I don't know why I just morphed back into me. Nah, kid, you know that if it doesn't work this way, we're gonna find another way. We're capable. Title screen. Just like invincible, <laughs> it just slams onto the screen, cuts off the word. <laughs> Kira. Asher will come up from behind her because he was the side, but then Brixby had said, we're all behind you. So he moved <laughs> to be behind Kira. And then he comes back around and says, I don't have much I can offer you without being permitted to be present alongside you, but I thought this might come in handy. And he holds out one of the six gas grenades uh, and says all you have to do is pull the pin and within a few seconds a cloud of gas will come out and well I, I imagine it would be difficult to fire 
a pistol or anything like that if one's nauseated, at least effectively. And you've always shown rather strong fortitude, so I'm confident that it wouldn't affect you. Perhaps it'll be of some aid. And I was also, this morning, as I was pondering the events of the day and communing with Kaldira, I had this recollection of the magical spell I could impart upon you. And, well, being that I follow a goddess of luck, perhaps she might impart some of that upon you. And he's going to place a hand on your shoulder and cast a little spell called Lucky Number. And I am going to roll a d20. And whatever number comes up, uh, whenever you roll this same number on whatever dice, uh, whatever type of roll you're rolling, um, you can choose to either re-roll it or uh, add a plus two luck bonus to the result. Uh, I'm rolling a die that typically rolls awful for me <laughs> in hopes that it will be <laughs> useful. Yeah, the lower the better. Yeah. The lower the better. And just got to channel all the misfires into this one roll. <laughs> I get two or something, so no matter what die she's rolling, it comes No, up. it's a 13. You boost a 13. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> lucky 13. Yeah, lucky number uh, 13. And... That could be the difference. Who knows? Um, even if that means you just add plus two when you roll a 13 to kind of bring it over the edge. Uh, that's uh, it's only useful once, but it lasts the whole day. So when, run, when you roll one of those tweeners and it's a 13, you got a plus two. Or if you roll it in Tempt Fate. Yeah, if I re-roll <laughs> it, do I have to take the re-roll? That's a super good question. Yes. Um, I believe so. Yeah, you... Usually you always have to take the second roll with most stuff that lets you re-roll. Yeah, it doesn't specifically say in this particular one, which is odd. Yeah, Um, that's weird. Yeah, I think usually if it's not like rolling twice at the same time, then you have to take whatever you re-roll. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, usually it like specifically says you have to take the second roll even if it's worse. Yeah, um, so you just need to decide to use it before the success or failure of the original roll is known. Uh, But just a little bit of maybe luck. Of course this die didn't roll a one for me. Uh, It knew what you wanted. It did. Well, one nice thing about maybe a 13 is if she thinks something is like a fairly low six, like passing number she could just do the take two and not worry about the re-roll if she yeah, thinks that, that feels will pass something yeah and it's two to the result so if she you know rolls a 13 it would make a total of a 20 you know add two that makes it a 22 but uh, oh yeah that's right it's yeah so many numbers forgetting all the other numbers there's so game. many numbers guys there's like a lot in this game um, so I don't really know uh, if that necessarily worked but I'm not afraid, Kira Smith, that you have any any uh, odds of losing. I believe in you. Um, I don't think she says anything to Asher. I think she, like, looks at the grenade and looks up at him and then just, like, mild tackle hug. It doesn't quite work because they're the same height-ish, but there's, there's some aggression <laughs> behind it. Um, she hugs him and then steps back and is like, I know, it'll be okay. I have this grenade and a spell. 
And also, after this, I was thinking we could try this other other game that's less based on sarcasm and more based on shoots and ladders. Or whatever. Hmm. That sounds interesting. What's it called? Um, let me get back to you on that. I have to check. Someone will know for sure. Okay. Yes, well, I look forward to it. It's Parcheesi. He can already do half of it. I've seen the man shoot. I just haven't seen him ladder. But he usually jumps over the ladders instead. <laughs> as long as you continue to have the ability to fabricate more ammunition, I'm not averse to firing off some rounds for a good game. Oh, uh, speaking of which, can I just have one? I'm going to need it for later. Certainly. Mundane. It's going to be a consumed by a spell, so Brixby will take it. Thank you very much. Pop it in the belt pouch. Go back to getting his, his cut man kit ready. <laughs> I don't even know what our ring ringside positions exactly are, but I guess Asher would be the cut man. Uh, I guess I have to be one of the aggressive trainers. Vargas has to be the really aggressive trainer, though. The, like, boxer that's just been beaten to a pulp and can barely form a sentence kind of trainer. <laughs> uh, speaking of Vargas, as he sees everybody else giving Kira their pep talks, uh, he starts to head over to her, and he kind of stops and hesitates for a second, and in his mind, this kind of series of images or memories or something flashes by the first one is this field at night with a bunch of small dark shapes and rags and shackles kind of collapsed on the ground around a well the second one is what looks like a teenager just covered in blood with a sword coming out of his chest. And the final one is this tall, very muscular uh, young Kellid holding a dripping sword and he just kind of smiles crookedly and he looks at Vargas and he hears in his head, I'm going to change the world and you're going to help me. And he kind of closes his eyes for a second and he sighs and he walks over to Kira and he puts his arm on her shoulder and says this is going to be dangerous but I have faith in you. I've seen many warriors your age some even younger do amazing things though I've also seen many of them not come back from their battles but I've seen what you can do and I trust you when it gets closer to the time for the fight I have something I think will help and then he just kind of walks back away thank you uh I think you're good at at fighting and fighting less so at words but like hey we all have different strengths I'm gonna just also turn and walk away but with no real destination so she takes like three steps and then stops Slips on the eggs. It's just <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you guys just want to get involved in a bunch of random encounters and possibly use all of our consumable resources Everyone before the, shows up exhausted. the battle tonight? Or should we just hang out inside? 
<laughs> Personally, I would go eat fruity pebbles and watch Galarian friends as we wait. Vargas immediately wastes <laughs> one use of enlarged person to go scare some uh, rat folks and reenact Godzilla. Not time to go hunt some ghosts real quick. BRB. <laughs> so everybody is taking a rather quiet day, getting ready for things, getting excited. I'm. <laughs> I feel like the situation is pretty grim. <laughs> I still feel like, I mean, we've all said our really positive stuff, but I still imagine it's got that, like, at best, a bunch of people waiting to take their SATs feel like. At worst, like, what is that sound on that airplane that we're on? But it's like somewhere in between those two, I feel like there's a, a palpable tension. I don't know why. I think we all know that this isn't going to be this easy. Like, it's not going to be a one-on-one -on -one fight and then we get to talk to the boss. Like, this is going to devolve into some kind yeah. of big brawl or something. Yeah, it's... It's hard to imagine. I mean, Jimmy Fame. Jimmy Fame. It's true. The word of Jimmy Fame is as good as gold. <laughs> he just wants Fame. to make everybody happy, Jimmy Fame. Jimmy Fame. It's true, Jimmy Fame. All right, so we heading to the Scrapmasters Arena. Why, yes. Yeah, because if we don't start this fight before you go to bed, <laughs> um, I'm not going to be okay. How much so. glitter <laughs> does Kira need to cover her weapons in to have them be like a, what is it, exotic or show weapon? Yes, that's it. Oh, uh, performance weapon? Or, no, what is that? Wow. Something like that. Um, well, yeah. Can I just sacrifice a second level spell slot to cast Glitter Dust? Just, just, we'll put it outside. <laughs> we'll put it on some cardboard so it oh, doesn't mess up the front like of the uh, anything or whatever. And one of those trifold boards like you use for <laughs> science fair? Mm -hmm, of course. So it gets a, a real wraparound effect. How long does the glitter and glitter dust last? Ooh, I don't really know. I uh, some say the glitter is still there today. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, duration is rounds never. per level. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I mean, Kira does canonically have a bunch of glitter. Yeah, I can't imagine making any of your that's weapons they're, more they're, shiny or glittery than they just, already that's, are. That's what she does when Astro's repairing guns and and. Uh, Regis and Brixby are doing spell things. She's just re-glittering all of her weapons. Yeah, I like to think that like when you sharpen your weapon, you delicately take off every sticker and put it back in the book and then sharpen the weapon yeah, and reapply it all the way up from tang to the top. Of course. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, I think that given the rather unique nature of Kira's aesthetic, uh, we can call your um, greatsword performance for the purposes of this combat for sure. certainly draws attention. You refer to Zach's spreadsheet about what exactly that means, <laughs> but there's a plus two in there for performance combat checks at some point, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yes. so folks know when a weapon has a performance quality, that grants that person a plus two bonus on performance combat checks, which is the fun rule system we're going to be delving into today. We can arrive early and just scope out the crowd and decide how hostile or unfriendly they are. Which they shouldn't be because we've made a lot of friends. Yeah, it's a, what is this? I, I'm kind of interested as like maybe we're approaching. I mean, I'm sure you've got a flavorful text about it, but I'm, I'm kind of like trying to wrap my head around how many people are going to be here. Scrapple is huge, but it also feels like it's kind of weirdly spacious. Um, I don't know. So yeah, I will stop talking and let you introduce Thunderdome. Well, I think... Um as you approach this place, since we kind of fast travel to it, as um, Scrapwall itself is 
it's very quiet today, as if everybody has somewhere to be. But um, Scrapmasters Arena is a huge ring, um, several hundred feet in diameter, and it, it's ringed by mounds of junk on uh, two sides, forming like uh, almost a semicircle around half of it. And um, then there's like other junk that has been carefully sculpted into bleachers, basically tiers, multiple tiers of seating going almost all the way around the structure. And the ring has an arched opening on the westernmost end to allow access to the arena and um, all the way across on the eastern side there's a large metallic structure akin to a squat tower protruding from the hard-packed earth and a wooden stairway wraps around this little tower sides and um, on top of the tower is basically a 20-foot tall stage um, protruding from the side of it overlooking the arena below um, it looks like the arena itself, like the inside of the arena, it's a, it's like 400 feet in diameter. It oh is a big, God. it's a big battlefield. And I'm going to pop you over onto the map now. We're not necessarily actually in these physical positions yet that you see yourselves on in, but can everybody see the Scrapmasters Arena? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Why does wow. love always feel it. like a battlefield? <laughs> oh, man. I will say, um, on the approach, it looks like a good number of people have gotten here early. There's um, all sorts of random uh, people, random junkers and scrappers. Drooly Julie's outside. She's selling stuff at a, her um, concession stand out on the, the way in. And, um, you know, there's Red Tooth and all her raiders taking up one section. And it looks like this. there's, there's going to be... Maybe a couple hundred people in this crowd. It's a good-sized thing, but also off to the side, it looks like they're doing some cleanup work from a, a previous set of bouts. And um, you see a procession of, of like four bodies being uh, carried out from the chamber behind the, the arena, like somebody who recently fought in here and didn't make it and they're sort of being brought out to clear the way maybe make room in the the dead body room not for any reason i could think of um it looks like um a Vrissian, um woman uh, with a gun um black hair and a long coat and denim shirt and um there's a, a halfling <laughs> looks like also a gunslinger uh he's blonde um a green-haired gnome, and um, it looks like a, a half-elf with dark hair um, and like armor that's fashioned to look like interlocking gears, and they're all dead, and they're all being sort of hauled out off to points unknown, maybe to be buried or, or burned in a pyre. But, um, your way is clear. Asher bustles over to administer rights and remove the guns now. from the gunslingers to put on his. <laughs> You're reading my mind. Just solemnly takes their ammunition and says, Thank Eldia. No, I would like to imagine that Red Tooth and the Raiders are all all like waving these foam half orc fingers that are covered in glitter. And they're like, Kira, Kira. You're selling stuffed scorpions at the. Uh... Oh, they do. <laughs> 
I was going to say Kingsley hats. <laughs> just little... Oh, man. The, and all the hands, they're not holding up one finger for, like, number one. They're holding up four <laughs> fingers, of course. Yes. Oh, that's good marketing. <laughs> that's solid. That is good marketing. We need to get those for our, our web store that will have right. four foam fingers. <laughs> Instead of a thunder stick, it's a big looser hammer. So... We're there sort of early. How much time do we have until actual like game time? I would say you've got like a, a half hour um, or so if you wanted to do anything. Uh, but people are steadily filing in. We got a mix of humans, orcs, rat folk. Um, some people you've seen, some obvious gang members, um, some like leftover smilers, and some just you know people who happen to be in Scrapwall. And you mentioned earlier that this crowd would fall into the couple hundreds, so possibly what we would be describing as a large crowd by the performance combat rules? It seems like it might just be a large crowd. Right. Solid plus three to all of the DCs that are listed on there. Uh, interesting. Man, I wish it was a medium crowd. 250 gold and a DC 20 diplomacy check by Asher to just... I know I made this joke before, but Arthur Rubenstein, this entire thing would have been really cool. <laughs> Everyone's like, yes, I love K-Ra. Oh, K-Ra. They are my favorite. <laughs> Orc? K-Ra so many things elf. about yes. them. Uh, yeah. Um, I would say, like, you, you've made friends with uh, the Steelhawks and Red Tooth Raiders and Dinvaya. Um, so you definitely have a faction of this crowd on your side, but it doesn't really seem like it's the bulk of the crowd. It sort of seems like you're, you're dealing with a little bit of home field advantage here. Um, and Hellskarg is just sitting up on a throne on that stage. Like, she has a, a troll-sized chair, and she's just sitting up there, like, waving to the crowd and smiling her tusky grin. I'll just pop her portrait up on the screen for you what? to see. <laughs> is, that? is she a cave troll, or whatever those ones are called? The, uh, is it a cave troll? The that moss troll? The tusks. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, I don't know. Um, mm. So knowledge wow. local? Yeah, can we roll a knowledge on her? Yeah, you can now that we see knowledge. her, like we did a general troll Ooh. knowledge, but can we do one on her to see if she's a certain subtype? Yeah, go for it. Is that a loke? Uh, it is indeed local. That's a 19 on my first Giants. roll of the night, so hopefully the they didn't waste that. Anything. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's a 20. Yeah, yeah, dirty 20, on um, which is, In total? again, the highest I've ever rolled on any knowledge ever. <laughs> so solid. Nice. <laughs> oh, the 20, um... Yeah, I mean, I guess Kira's seen trolls before. She's definitely a troll. Um, doesn't seem to be any, like, exotic or unusual type of troll. Uh, but she does seem like she's got some kind of combat training beyond your sort of normal troll out in nature sort of thing. She's got some kind of, mechanically speaking, class levels. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it was... Can we... Do you want us to roll another, like, local? I mean, I guess we have an idea of what her class levels are. And we haven't really seen her display any of her, like, features and combats, which usually kind of trigger those roles. So I redact this part. Boop. Um, I mean, you you know 
from your previous role about the regeneration um, and the, the weaknesses to acid and fire, you know from the diplomacy that she's got an autograpnel, which actually you can see now. Uh, she's got an autograpnel up there. It's shinier than Asher's. It's a nicer looking autograpnel. Should add that to the uh, <laughs> our autograpnel for your autograpnel. In addition to the other, we're just going to tell you that we killed the heck out of your friend. <laughs> that's that's the surprise you win. But they aren't even going to get that because you're going to win. Remember, that's like a full round thing, right? Grappling. Slow firing. That's what it's yeah. called. Slow firing. Take it easy. It's for the all the Gen Z and younger that love Foghat that listen to this podcast. <laughs> Uh, oh boy! <laughs> Got a few subs right there. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I think once it gets closest to about, I don't know, fifteen or so minutes before actual combat, I think that's when we're going to start layering on some of the some of the juice in our corner. That is, no, sort of pop you over, give you a little ringside area over Oh my here. gosh, everyone's so little. Yeah, you gotta zoom way, way out to see anything. You've all sort of got a little corner here, let's say tucked under Jimmy Fame's commentator booth where he's got a, a tower he sits up on so everybody can see him. Here, his just... I don't even have words <laughs> to describe his the dulcet beauty of tones. his voice. His dulcet tones, that's what I was looking for and failing to find. Is he going to be the one giving a thumbs up, thumbs down at the end of the movie? <laughs> Probably. He's the Commodus. Might I recommend you pregame a Borscht Bravery Gutube, the hometown favorite flavor of the City of Torch. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, all I can give you is thoughts and prayers, but, you know, that's my favorite flavor of Gutube as well, so you could just always do... Do both of them, the balls and the, the um, thoughts and the prayers. I should probably start casting magic on you at this point. That would point. be preferable, thank you. Uh, but she will take out, I guess, the three thoughts, <laughs> prayers, and uh, torch, borch, and, like, and just tuck them in a pocket. I'm like, all right, there we go, I did it, thanks. Ah, uh, yeah, it's going to warm it up against your body temperature. Here taps out excellent. so uh, the Asher can fight. She's uh, taken the nauseated condition, and I'm just going to take a nap. All right. I've been waiting for this house guy. <laughs> yeah, she just flops like a soccer player real quick, just grabbing her knee like, oh. Um, all right. Well, I suppose it's time to get this show on the road, yeah? He, like, looking through his spell components pouch, which has kind of got a lot of stuff going on in there at this point, Fishes out what looks like this broken kind of piece. It almost looks like tile, um, but then you kind of look closer at it, um, especially if you have like a rank and knowledge nature. You're like, oh, that's a tortoise shell. So you say, first, let's um, make it that when you do get hit, you feel less of it. And uh, with that, he will cast uh, protection from arrows. Um, that's five hours um, where you're going to have. Uh, you get a resistance to ranged weapon attacks. Every time you get hit by one, you have uh, 10 slash magic DR against that okay. uh, with like a health pool of 50 points. Um, five hours or 50 points of damage. 
10 out of each one, um, unless she has a magic weapon. Um, obviously, that can overcome it. But this is a stat. Um, and then let's just hope maybe you don't get hit at all in the first place. Eh? And he flicks up Asher's bullet into the air. And by the time it comes down, it doesn't come down. It's gone. Um, and you now have bullet shield, which means you have a plus four five deflection bonus to your AC against firearms and ranged attacks. It's going to last for 50 minutes. Um, this applies to, uh, yeah, all sorts of bullet firearm attacks. Um, it's plus four base, but because I also have five caster levels, it makes it five. So that won't stack with your ring of protection, but that gives you a plus five deflection bonus against this stuff. And then I think we're, the rest of everything else is in the five minute mark. So I don't know how you yeah. want to play that, Sam, if you want to do some other stuff before we get into there. Yeah, I mean, I think we can basically operate under the assumption that you, you cast those at the last possible minute, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think as part of this getting ready, um, Kira's just sort of standing there and like almost just a daze, just staring at, I have forgotten her name and I shouldn't because we have to fight Hell. Hellskark. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and she has in her hands the um, sky metal dagger that she took, but part of family gave her, and just like playing with it, um, she's kind of like you know toying around in her hands until she like nicks herself and kind of realizes where she is and puts it away, and then turns and looks at everyone else like, I don't, I don't have to kill her, right? That's we're just gonna rough each other up a little bit, because she, I mean, she doesn't seem nice, but she doesn't seem like she should be dead. Yes, I think actually by the rules that were set out for us by Jimmy, you actually would most likely lose if you killed her. I believe the fight is simply until one party surrenders or is knocked unconscious. Oh, cool. Okay, great. Good for us. Yay. And honestly, um, and I'm going to just base this off of the like uh, 21... Uh, like local check that I rolled earlier on on trolls. Um, I have a feeling that defeating her inside Scrapmaster's Arena in front of everybody here is a fate worse than death for someone that looks like that. Um, just kind of like, I don't know, glowers up at this like grandeur and glorification of violence. Um, and so, yeah, that's all he's doing, just glowering. <laughs> Um, well, I think as we're getting close to fight time and the stands are looking pretty full and I think there's people standing in some of the corridors and stuff because maybe there wasn't enough room or sort of gang affiliations have prevented certain people from taking otherwise open spaces. Um, Jimmy Fame kind of leans over the side of his tower down to and says, uh, Hey, Jimmy Fame, uh, you, you guys ready? Jimmy Fame. Yes. I. Yes. Yeah. We're ready. All right. Well, I I talked to Golgara and uh, she's good with uh having a meeting, Jimmy Fame. Uh, if you win and uh, if you lose, you got to tell her everything you know about Meander, Jimmy Fame. So, uh, yeah. Everybody's happy. Everybody's good. Kira just nods. All right. I'm gonna need you to head down to the west side of the arena over there in the sort of directly opposite our friend Hellskog, Jimmy Fame, and then uh, we can get this show on the road. He 
does the double snap finger guns. Yeah. Uh, I think because you can act, it actually has a range of close and not touch that Vargas is actually going to cast enlarged person on her as she's walking over. Because <laughs> it's got 20 feet plus like 5 feet per level, so he can actually cast it from like 50 feet away. <laughs> and so as she walks out, I imagine she just starts growing bigger like with each step. <laughs> she's just going to really subtly, like as this happens, like reach into her other pocket and take out a handful of pocket glitter and just kind of like throw it in front of her uh, and then pretend she didn't just like oh my gosh look I'm magically enlarged and glittery Ooh, spooky um, and I'm, I'm running through my checklist to make sure I have all the things marked so uh, that's all out of character stuff um, so yeah I guess like as we're starting to lay on those kind of closer buffs um, Vargas like reaches out and, and Kira after know, six or so seconds just like explodes up and then um, Bricks uh, doesn't grab anything from his pouch and just uh, speaks a word and, and moves his hands and uh, touches Kira. And you feel a lot faster. I just cast uh, Expeditious Retreat on you. Um, and yeah, just don't forget to use that scroll right before you go on in. Uh, and uh, maybe do the trick might help. She's already like, um, like yeah, just before she turns and goes, um, she'll turn around and just give him a thumbs up. There's enough time to like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do the thing. Um, yeah, hold out a hand in front of her. All of her tattoos start to glow like a fuchsia. Um, she shields up, and in large shield. Um, I have blur checked, but that's a thing I have to remember. Let's see. Are there other things that it makes sense to add here? It sounds like a lot of this would be faster just to sort of recall. Expeditious Retreat isn't going to be super helpful to add in. Um, there's a plus. Just shield and enlarge person are the ones that are going to affect any of your numbers. Long arm, Expeditious yeah. Retreat, and Blur will be things that you have to remember. And, um, and don't forget about the uh, fast healing if you're raging. I wrote that down on a post-it note because that one... I will forget about. I don't envy all of the things you have to keep track of right now. And I play a wizard. Like this seems stressful to me, but you've got it. Well, I'm assuming that you all will remember all of the things that I don't. Thank you. Yeah. That's what we're here for. We're pit crew. The biggest thing I think that's going to be the most helpful is the fact that you're now large sized with long arms, which means your natural Um, reach, I think is 20 feet. So, and then if I use what's it called, it's an extra five. So that's going to be 10 feet enlarged. Long arm is going to be 15. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, 20 feet with a stabby pointy. Is that right? Uh, oh, wait, no, it would actually still only be 15. I was thinking yeah, it 20 doubles with whatever your reach things. is, but it just adds five feet to it. Yeah. So your reach should, yeah. Oh, what yeah, happens the, uh, to, um, to a D12 if I have, I don't have the gravity clip on it and I'm not going to have time to change it, so never mind. Oh, but you do have, uh, because you're big, your damage goes up. Um, okay, the only other thing that I will definitely forget about and shouldn't is power attack, because there's no reason not to use that all the time. Oh, yes. Oh, man. Oof. I got the willies. I'm so nervous, <laughs> ready, and excited for it to start. I know, that's, that's, we are getting real Next close to that episode. hour, um, which I will use to uh, cast... Yeah, I just did shield. Um, what's the one on the scroll? Is long arm? Cool. 
We'll also do that. So much reaching. And don't forget Magic Vestment. Yep, Magic Vestment is on. Um, so as Kira steps into her designated corner, um, a sort of hush falls over the crowd as Jimmy Fame takes his place up on his pedestal. And he starts calling out, and his voice is familiar, but it's projected by either some magical or technological means, seems to be coming from all through the stands. And he goes, Humans and halflings, androids and crypt things, scrappers of all ages, Jimmy Fame Sports Entertainment Incorporated proudly brings to you an exhibition match the likes of which have never been seen. In the red corner, we have a relative newcomer to Scrapple, but a big bad daddy in a row, right? Give it up for Kira, insert cool nickname here, Smith, of the very game of Just toss another handful of glitter out there. <sighs> And the crowd cheers. <laughs> yeah, Kira. And in the blue corner, you know her, you love her, but most of all, you fear her. The jaws and claws that inspire Oz, the troll who's always on a roll, the lord of rust who grinds her opponents to dust, the super heavy and champion of Scrapple! Put your most dexterous appendages together for Hellsgard! <laughs> and Hellsgard jumps down off of her uh, pedestal to the ground below. With 1d6 sort of falling a... damage. I was going to say, and then takes falling damage. No, Make an acrobatics she, check, she's a, prone. This is a practice maneuver. And she gives a huge, toothy, tusky grin and brandishes her shining auto grapnel up in the air with one hand. She stomps on the, gra- on the sand like a sumo wrestler and throws her free hand up in the air and the crowd just goes absolutely nuts definitely seems like she didn't have any glitter she didn't have any glitter but it does definitely seem like she's a a hometown favorite here and um jimmy fame comes back on he says this This is a one-on-one exhibition match is scheduled for one fall and the emphasis is on fall all attacks will be not lethal first fighter to knock the other out or draw submission wins We drop into slow motion here because it's a dramatic moment and dramatic moments require slow motion. So the bell is about to ring and we're just going to take a quick trip around the table, see what everyone's thinking. And we're going to start in the red corner. What is Kira thinking in this moment? I think Kira is thinking of her mom her adoptive mother, but also her biological mother, um, kind of standing there, like staring at all these people. And there's like in a second of excitement, just like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. I can't believe I'm here. I'm going to fight things. Um, and then as she looks at Hellsguard, jump down, has this realization I'm going to fight this person for the entertainment of this crowd that I don't know. And is um, almost taken aback by this sudden sense of rage. Like she has no memory or mostly no memory of her biological mother, but is suddenly sort of like, this is kind of messed up and I don't like it. And uh, this is bad and dumb and angry. And well, with that sensation of, of anger and like justice, almost a vengeful sort of thing, like all of the anxiety and the fear is just gone. Instead she is like, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna censor some censor up, um, and like enters full rage, 
um, and gives this like carnal kind of scream thing and then you know in slow motion waits for everyone else to go performance combat check I'm ready I'm ready so excited <laughs> and how about what is Brixby thinking at this moment um you know it's like hot and dusty but like not where Brixby's at right now it is humid it's it's hot it is claustrophobically comfortable though he is back in the tunnels of uh Chitterhome and he's on that stoop or he's on that area with his brother in the stoop and his father and dragging and there's the rest just kind of comes in flashes, right? It's just Brixby being dragged by, by Nade into the, the throng of the crowd and kind of this half-broken foe deciding to follow. Um, and this kind of jumbling body feeling, this, this weird mass almost just throbbing around them like it was alive. And the older man finding and confronting the, older, uh, the two teenage boys that had jumped his sons proposing a rematch and pushing Brixby forward. And uh, the circle that just kind of opens up against the, the natural rhythm of the swarm as the two boys just start to bear down on Brixby. And the rusty odor of letting blood and the, the sound of like ripping fur. And Maid's laugh, which has this kind of like wheedling, wormy, burrowing into your mind sound that kind of raised your sick and like Brixby's frenetic, clumsy parrying against these knives, uh, these, these big boys as they start to kind of work against his unfamiliar tail blade and get into flank. And more of that wormy laugh and that pulsing of the crowd starts to become more distinct and he's just awash in like a thick nausea. And the torchlights start to lose focus and his body starts to swimming and he's, and he's here, he's here. He's back, he is snapped back and he is focused on Kira and everything that just kind of raised up in him, the silt, the emotional silt that's been dredged up by the Ruchalik and I'm watching all of this death happen. He just, the first time in weeks, just truly pushes it behind him and looks at the young half-orc in front of him. He smiles, a toothy smile, defiantly. How about what's going through Asher's head? Asher is looking at Kira, and he looks over at Helskarg, and he he remembers the dinner with the Smiths, and how excited Kira was to say, "Oh yeah, like I got this sword," and shakes and like cut into the ceiling of her home, <laughs> just pulling it off. Like she, he he sees her and he sees her raging, but he just keeps thinking in his mind, despite all of her power she is a kid and this just feels unfair to him that she's in this situation even though she volunteered and he <laughs> he thinks you know to her trying to teach him these games and we're all having these moments you know, Asher's picking ammo and Fargus is ripping his arm off and Kira is bedazzling her sword uh, like she's you know he doesn't understand why she prefers Joanne's uh, over Michael's the superior chain of craft stores but he knows she's good and he's just praying to Caldera that whatever magic he imparted would 
be useful. Uh, he f he's he's used to her blocking his shots. He's used to <laughs> uh, trying to figure out how to work together as a team with his companions, but he's not accustomed to this one-on-one -on -one gladiatorial combat, and so he he feels helpless in that regard. That all he can do is stand there on the sidelines uh, with his foam for half work finger and he's just praying to Caldera that at the end of the day he can learn whatever this new game is uh, with his friend I'm Vargas what's going on in Vargas's head uh, I think that he is partway between still thinking of just a lot of times in his past probably more than is really healthy that he's basically made the decision that has led to people Kira's age and younger having really awful things happen to them and he's hoping he's not making that same mistake again and he's partly thinking that but he's also partly thinking what's going to happen when they win and get this face to face with the leader of the Lords of Rust and what exactly they're going to need to say and do when that happens. And he's starting to wonder how good of an idea it was to burn so many of their spells and abilities buffing Kira up for this fight. Uh, but he also knows that without that it would be horribly unfair to send her in against a troll. But he thinks she's got a real chance to win. He has seen how she fights and he thinks she's gonna do this so he's not super worried but he is still just kind of got that nagging worry that he's slipping back into stuff he had hoped he left behind okay well we pass out of slow motion the bell rings we go into initiative so let's start with a rather important role here um izzy what does kira get for initiative Briefly turned myself down. Definitely thought that was a one and was like, well, I give up now. But no, that's a nine, which is still not great. <laughs> Plus five, 14. All right, 14. Well, Hellscarg is not the fastest knife in the drawer. So you're going to be going first. Right, right now, we're just, we're, just, we're just getting right into it. We are jumping in to performance combat. Let's do this thing. Let's... She has that thing, so I'm not going to get too close. But I do have a sense of what I want to do, which does require being able to hit her. How far can I move? Oh, wait, hang on. Sorry. New question. How far can I move as a giant person? Still 30. Great. Yeah. No, I think it's... Does, does rage increase your uh, speed It does, but, but it's slowed because of armor things. So, like, I, I break even at 30. Ah, that makes sense. Yes. So you can move 60 around then. Well, if you run as a straight line, you can do quadruple speed, depending on your armor. Uh, you're only 225 feet or so away from her, so just like dimensional slide. Yeah, honestly, that means you could get all the way up there in a run action while she has it, if, if we're doing quad speed. If you can, yeah. you can do it. Right uh, it should still be 100 feet away. If she does 120. Oh. And yeah, so let's see. If I do 120, that's going to put me here. Can you see what I'm doing? If we do quadruple? Wait, why would it be 120? 
Well, 120 is a, a double move with the expeditious retreat, right? Oh. Yeah, yeah no, I was saying double. When, well, Jeff was saying run action. Run action would be four times and get her up there, is what I, yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, with run action, you can go all the way across the arena. Yeah, you can literally yeah. get beside her with a run action, because mm -hmm. you can do 240. And uh, then if she shoots, that will prevent. But you will be flat-footed for that turn, as per the rules for the run Ah, that is true. Provoke, crit, one hit, unconscious. But yeah, can't provoke while flat-footed though. So Clear will lose her ability to. So I don't know. I mean, not to hands off the yeah. chest piece. I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, it's, but it's uh, run. Hands, hands, hands back on the chest piece. I am only sort of guessing at this. Um, <laughs> technically, you can't say anything. But if you're using your second uh, turn to be like, "Hey, do this," I will listen. Do we know? Autographing was that long range? I'm sure Asher would know. It's thirty feet. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Use that to your. I would say maybe just double move. Make them move up to you. But is hers a large size autographing? Would that uh, looks the same size as Asher's? It is the same size. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm thinking double move and with expeditious retreat. Is that okay? That's a double all over the thing. Hundred twenty. Yep. So Kira will start then just to the like she's standing there as we move back into. What's opposite of bullet time, like a zero time. Um, <laughs> uh, and like just gives this like carnal sort of roar and just double move forward. She will do it as she's taking, um, as she's pulling out uh, Ethel and again, other hand, pocket glitter. Um, but if there's a way I can make the pocket glitter intimidating, I would love to do that. Speaking of which, because you entered a rage, you get a oh, free right. or immediate action because you didn't even have to be on your turn. Because it's totally going to make a performance action. combat yeah. check. Performance combat check uh, if you choose. So. 120 feet. It's going to go so well. 120 is <laughs> and I'm just going to put this over here-ish. Okay, there's a way to measure that that I should know because you've been doing this for a year. Fine. 120 feet um, running, and I will do that performance combat check. Is I think Zach heavily put together plus three with charisma and uh, BAB. Oh no, that's a two. And a plus uh, two so set then on a first. So uh, glitter is not intimidating. It is it's just <laughs> gets in her eye. And, ow, 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 ow. Oh no. Yeah. That is yeah. rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start off what? with an unfriendly okay. crowd and I think fail by more than five. Away. Yeah, I think you, you get some booze this there. This is fine. This is fine. Oh, no. Just going to get a new D20 <laughs> out and use that one They're instead. hostile. <laughs> I think, um, are you finished? Yeah. Any other? Uh, I mean, I can't. I, that's a double move. I don't have any. Yeah, because the grenade is going to be in that hole. That's a full action to, like, do things with it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's my turn. Oh, this is going so well. Okay. Um... <laughs> Yeah, with Hellsguard's turn, um, she's looks like she's taking her time. She's she's got her eyes locked directly on Kira, and she just walks out kind of at an angle, like she's circling around. And she's got the auto grapnel in one hand and vicious claws in the other, and um, that's all she does is a, a single move, perhaps a readied action. Kira's back up. It's round two. You're not losing. Not technically, I. It's perfect. She's going to stall for 50 rounds and wait out all your I, costs. Gosh, you know what? No, this is, I, mean, I feel like I'm going to regret this, but I also think it's a pure thing. Um, she's going to close the rest of that and attempt to kind of recoup some of the hostility there. 
Uh, we're just gonna we're just gonna go into a charge, which I gives gives me 50, 60 feet, right? So I can move like right up there. Yeah. Oh, good. Because actually, yeah, she's 70 feet away. My bad. When you could charge 120 because of the expeditious retreat, you have plenty of movement. But you also have reach for days. Right into the stands. Let's start aggroing everybody. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that is true. Uh, do remember that you have reach. You could be 20 feet away with Lucy. So Jeff brings up a great point. You can stop 20 oh, yeah, feet away. Uh, I'm going to stop 15 feet away because I'm going to start with Ethel. But yeah. So here we go. Moving again. There's a way to do this. I really should have picked up before. I can't see squares, so I'm going to say 5, 10, 15. And I'll, yeah, that'll put me 60 feet there. Here we go. This is going great. I'm so excited to be doing this. Um, so I'm going to make that charge as this hero recovers from this other turn, having just, like, rubbed a bunch of glitter into one eye. Um, <laughs> real determined to make up for that um, and goes for the charge. So that is adds 2 <laughs> to my attack. Minus 1 or 2 for AC? Two, minus two, great. Okay, I need this to be better. And then because I need to recover, I'm gonna go ahead and toss one sky metal at this because I need this to work better than the last one. Oh, that's much better. That's uh, 17 on the die, plus four, plus two, plus 10. That's good, I've, I should have this down. We call it a hit, 17 plus 12 is gonna be regular with rage. Uh, plus yeah, four. Great. Like okay, great, 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 great. Um, cool, cool, cool. Damage, 3d6, as previously mentioned. Um, charge increases hit, not damage, right? Right. Cool. All right. Yeah, just the hit. Two, seven, eight, plus 16. 24. Wow. She looks genuinely surprised by that hit, both by the huge uh, damage there and by the fact that you could hit her from so far away, basically. Because you see, she's got a claw sort of reared back like she was waiting for you to step into her range to uh, um, swipe at you right when you got there. So as, And then I think because, right, correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, charge is also one of the things that triggers a performance combat check. So I'm going to use like her... I don't know, looking surprised. Mm-hmm. It's just a quick excuse to taunt, and it's gonna be just the most childish taunt. Literally, like, just stick her tongue out um, in an intimidating way. Go ahead. Bricks is throwing a Sky Metal on this one. This specific performance combat roll, because it's incredibly yeah, important that she picks it. And it's kind of a hard one. So, take it off the board. I did. I gotta get you nice. Um, okay, that's six plus five, 11 plus four. Yeah. 15 total. Plus four for the sky metal. Um, and then did did you get the plus two for... Yeah, um, so I, I rolled a six. Um, performance weapon and plus two for it being six plus five, a two-hand weapon. Plus four, 15. But you counted for the um, bonus for it being a two-handed weapon and the bonus no. for it um, being a performance weapon. I did not. Oh, wait, on that Oh, one, the no, bonus is only if she oh. deals max damage. No. Did you deal max damage? That's very bad. I don't mean to say that so straightforward, but that is... We're not allowed to stack Sky Metal since we haven't heard yet whether it's <laughs> a success or not. No. Do it. If you can, 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 
Please, can Jero throw a Sky Medal on this? You haven't said anything. Jero hasn't looked at the PDF I made. That counts as not knowing what the result is, so... I don't. Oh, I have never result. heard well, of a no sky metal stacking right, rule. That's true. This seems very late in the game to come up with. <laughs> wow, I see how it is. <laughs> also, I almost just now accidentally clicked. Oh, not I mean accidentally. I almost right now just clicked over to the thing when you said, "Oh yeah, the DCs are out there." I almost clicked over to check. Yeah, no, Jero doesn't know. <laughs> Would have ruined this. <laughs> Fine, just and this once. And you wanted us to spend just sky medals. Once. You can spend the double sky medal. That brings it to a total of 19. Wait, what? It's a fail, but you don't lose everything. I don't think I want to know. If you, if 15 was actually what you had rolled, you would have lost performance combat straight. Oh, that's right. I remember that. Okay. If great. the crowd is already hostile. So hostile. All right. losing by less than five just DC means 20. you're staying right at the, the hostile great. thing. Good. So Good. that is yeah. why we're going to continue to throw sky medals at your performance combat rolls. Because those are very important. <laughs> okay. Ooh, forgot about the performance part of the combat. Really great. All right. Well, that's so that's a fail, but not a total fail. Oh, I was wrong. The DC is actually even higher because I forgot it's a large crowd. So the DCs all have add three to this those that are on the board. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that's DC. Yikes. 23. Okay. All right. Wait, I have a plus? No, I have a plus five. <laughs> it's like, not impossible, but okay. <laughs> Just very, very difficult. It's not great. I mean, look, we can still I bribe the to. crowd. If we want Do to we drop 750, 750 gold. gold and <laughs> succeed at a, like... I don't even know if we do. Oh, I haven't checked. Uh, still yeah. So the three of us are going to go kill some ghosts, find some gold, come <laughs> back, <laughs> bribe the crowd with it. Vargas, like, think I've got a junk robot. <laughs> yep, that's my, that's my turn. All right, well, you landed a good blow on Hellsguard, but, you know, she looks like she's healing right back up. She's going to take a five-foot step back. Aim that auto grapnel right at you and um, take a shot. That's not great. That is 18 versus touch. 18? Oh no, that's still gonna hit. Oh, this is going so poorly. We're like nice. so early in the combat. None of this is going like I expected. Oh, no. I was so confident. <laughs> well, you did do 24 damage in one shot. Yeah, the damage was never the part I was worried about. I'm not concerned about that. That is nine damage from the magical plus one medium autograpnel. Oh. And I believe she gets a free attempt to grapple. Yeah, it does sound right. Let's see here. CMD's got to be through the roof though, right? The um, CMD is a... It's a plus 16, I believe, to attempt to grapple you as the spike sticks into Kira. Yeah, that is an 18 on the die, so that is, we're looking at a 34 to grapple. And I roll, I roll my CMD, right? You don't have to roll, it's just, what's your CMD? Oh, it just, it just, it just does that, okay. It's a solid 22. This is going so poorly, (laughs) not at all how I anticipated. Well, you grappled, you got a by a spike lodged into you, the crowd 
doesn't like you. And, this feels um, like middle school. Like I'm, I'm getting really strong, just middle school fight <laughs> vibes. <laughs> and I don't love it. I'm going to bed. Bed bugs, Sam. That's what I hope comes for you. Harsh. Good night, Sam. Kidding. Sleep well. Good night, Sam. <laughs> Sleep so good. Night, Sam. property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Yeah, don't try and pivot our Dwayne The Rock Johnson podcast into an ICP podcast. Listen, they were contemporaneous (laughs) in the WWF. Well, apparently there's overlap. (laughs) I remember when it was an F. (laughs) Yeah, WWF just stands for whoop, whoop, F. I don't know. You guys don't know enough about Juggalos to know that they say whoop, whoop, I guess. But anyway, that's my joke. All right. I'm a Juggalo, Jay, yay, yay. See, the Juggalo stuff is close enough to the clap now that it's going to make it in. Nice. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> it's actually not Calgary. It's Calgary. Which is exactly like Calgary, except everybody metal. has those cool spinny blades. I don't have a lot of arcane... Hmm. Well, stop. I can't do everything do anything on the first try. Beep. I don't have much of the way in magical offerings to offer. Beep. No, third try. Beep. You got this one. I can feel it. I don't have. No. Beep. Give it up. Lip. Zip. Beep. Fourth feels real good. That one didn't count. Feels real good. Beep. So uh, also cut this part out. Cut it out.